Brand new LCP. Yes, sir. Y'all know what time it's, man. You guys are tuned in to Lunchroom Plus, which is available only on Apple Podcasts. Now, in this special bonus episode, man, I want to have a, a conversation on a topic that's kind of taboo. When I say taboo, I mean taboo as in topics that a lot of people really don't touch on because of the negative stigma surrounding it. But I spoke about this on Instagram a couple weeks ago, and I want to speak about GSA. Now, GSA, that is genetic sexual attraction. Now, what that is, that's a concept in which strong sexual attraction may develop between close relatives who first meet as adults. Now, I know right now a lot of you guys are disgusted or rolling your face like that's fucking nasty. And it is. So I don't want you guys to take what I'm saying in this episode or misconstrue it as I'm vouching for that, you know, I'm not against it because I'm against it. But I want to tell you guys during this two part series that it's something that I learned in college because um I was a psychology major and I learned about the term genetic sexual attraction in college, but I didn't really understand it because I was still young. And I seen it as, well, you know, that's that like that's the type of shit that white people do. Incest, the trailer people. Like, because that are those are the stigmas that I was taught until I went through it about three to four years ago, where I met a long lost well, I I didn't meet her in person, but she'd found me online on social media. It was a long lost sibling. Now, over time, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that we cool that we getting to know each other, but she opened up and she told me, Hey John, I don't know what it is, but I'm developing feelings for you as more than so-and-so what you are to me. And I'm like, like it threw me for a loop. Now, we haven't spoken about a year and a half because she felt so ashamed, so embarrassed by developing those feelings that it made her pull away. <clears throat> Even though, like, I was I was trying to help her through those feelings because, like I said, I was thinking back to things I learned in college about GSA and how when long-lost siblings meet as adults, it's like, yes, they're family, but they're technically strangers because, like, the brain is wired differently. It's like how if like, let's say, for example, Kim Kardashian, you know, she has a son. Her son is 20 years old, you know, something like that, where like if you if you raise your child from a young age, like GSA, genetic sexual attraction, those feelings off. Well, most of the time, 99 percent of the time, they don't develop because there's this, this this preconceived wiring in the brain. This is my mom. This is my dad. This is my sister. This is my brother. Now, if you have a, let's say, for example, Kim Kardashian has a son that's 28 years old. And now he meets his mom when she's 45. And now, like, she still looks like how she looks now, like Kim Kardashian. She's shaped, she's thick. And, you know, whatever the case may be, like that, the brain wiring that this is my mom, it's not there. Because they're technically meeting as strangers, that's why I said I want to have this conversation. And for part one, we're going to talk. Um, I got a segment pulled up I want you guys to listen to. And for part two, one of my guests who always come on, Dewan um, Mansfield, she's going to come on the podcast and we're going to have a conversation about this because we had a conversation about this when I was at work. And 
Like it really got deep And I was like You know what You gotta come on the podcast To talk about this Cause a lot of people They really not gonna understand And it's gonna be hard To have this conversation With other people Because It's kinda taboo They're gonna listen They're gonna be disgusted And that's why I decided to have this two-part segment available only on Lunchroom Plus via Apple Podcasts because if I release this to the masses, I don't really know <laughs> how people are going to perceive it and they're going to flip it and think that I'm promoting incest when I'm not. So again, GSA, genetic sexual attraction, that is a strong sexual attraction that may develop between close relatives who first meet as adults. Now, like I said, man, I was about... 28, 29 years old And the sibling who found me was about 25, 26-ish That was her age And like I said She told me a couple months in That she was developing feelings for me And it kind of threw me for a loop And I just wish I would have reacted differently Now I didn't react in a way that was hostile But I didn't really understand Because I don't have a lot of family so the fact that someone who I seen as family even told me that it kind of it was tough to comprehend. But um, I want to play for you guys a segment from this is let me see what this is from. This was a segment from HLN's Dr. Drew, where he talked to a woman named Carly and a woman named Julie, who said that they had intimate affairs with their fathers after reuniting as adults. They call it genetic sexual attraction. Again, GSA, that is an attraction that happens between family members who've been separated for most of their lives and haven't had a chance to bond properly. So let's dive into this video. I want you guys to listen carefully. And now, trigger warning, some of the moments may be disgusting or might be tough to listen to, but I really want you guys to hear this, man. So when I have the, um, the conversation with Dewan in part two, you guys can have a full understanding of what I'm talking about. So, Julie, tell me what this is, genetic sexual attraction. Uh, GSA is it's an attraction that happens between family members who've been separated for most of their lives and haven't had the chance to bond properly. What's your story? Um, my father and I reunited last year, and we had a great reunion. It was very emotional. One of the key things that happened was we realized how much time had gone by, and there was a lot of grief. And so this sort of propelled us into this intense, hyper relationship where we were constantly communicating, constantly trying to find out more about each other. And the more we got to know, the more we realized how much we connected. Now there's connecting, there's connecting that goes on between like you're a little baby girl and this is daddy and there's a genetic fittedness to that, exactly. that connection. And that's what you're saying you're sort of, you're getting back in touch with now as an adult? Yes, well, what, I remember. Except I have a question. Okay. Is there a sexual component to it now? Oh, there wasn't at first. But what, then there was. What, well, exactly. What happened was I actually said to my husband, I said, I feel the same feelings that I felt when I fell in love with you. I feel like I'm falling well, in love. Well, that must have felt great for him. Well, Your poor <laughs> husband. What, yeah. a, what a horrible conversation but to have. No, he knew that what I was talking about. We had daughters. His dad was your dad. That's what he was no, talking, you were talking because about. Because our daughters, three and four years old at the time, want to marry my husband. They come down and dress as daddy, marry me. They have this heroic awe for their father. And so I never got to do that with my father. So I started to feel that, but I'm an adult, so I was really confused. What'd you like, do with it? Well, I kind of kept it to myself, um, mostly, but, you know, I was definitely 
more needy. You know, I, I constantly wanted to talk to him. I wanted to be in his presence. I wanted to hold his hand, be on, you know, under his arm and all that kind of stuff. And what happened was there started to be some tension. And I could tell that he, too, was struggling with feelings of Ugh. attraction for you, Can me. you understand that feels a little gross? Uh, absolutely. Okay, I want to know if Carly had the same experience. Absolutely. Is that, that yes. the same thing? And it's supposed to feel gross. And it's good that we have that repulsion against it because it keeps our society healthy. Um, you know, no one comes into reconnecting with a family member and want this to happen. So it happened to you, same exact, is this the story that you went through? Very same? similar. Very similar. Um, it was more of a very quick emotional bonding, a, emotional need to connect with him. I and Julie both sought help as soon as we realized oh, something was really off here. I mean, you know yeah. in your head, this is not right. right. And getting the support early on for both of us prevented the worst scenario. Okay, yeah. let's take some calls and see what our viewers sure. want to say about this. Dave sure. in Texas, go right ahead. Julie and Carly. How you doing, Dr. Drew? Hi, Dave. Great to talk to you. Thanks for calling uh, in. I just wanted to make a few observations. I myself have never been in a GSA relationship. However, I had a son at a very young age. Uh, I was not allowed to be a part of his life growing up. Uh, when he turned 26, he re-entered my life. By this time, I was married and had children with my wife, and he and my daughter entered into a GSA relationship. Hold, hold on. Slow down. I want to make sure I understand this. He, he with your biological, his biological sister? Half-sister. Half-sister, all of a sudden. And how old were they at the time? Uh, he was 26. She was 17. Ooh. What did you do? Um, I kind of went crazy for a little bit. Yeah. Um, it was very, very hard to accept. Uh, I had been uh, on an emotional high because I had wanted to be a part of my son's life. And then all of a sudden, all of this extra baggage came along with it that I hadn't expected. I should say, what, what do you, what is your advice for Dave? Is to know that this can happen. And that's why we're here. We're putting ourselves out there with such a stigma and taboo. But people need to know that this is not about the sex. It's about delayed bonding. It's about the attachment. The same hormones that happen when a mother gives birth to a baby, the oxytocin, is what is happening here. But the important part is that we want to prevent this because when... That shouldn't happen. No, well, because... For Dave, that, Dave, poor Dave should, should have intervened on this one. He was going crazy appropriately. Well, he, yes. but the thing is, if we can get people support... And say, listen, you, when you reunite with a loved Something's one, gonna you may feel sexually attracted to them. It's misplaced I wanna bonding. Pause, hold on. Don't I want to pause it for a second because, like I said, man, I know it's probably tough for you guys to understand. And up until I had the experience where I had a family member, as I said, tell me that she was attracted to me, it was something that even I did not understand. Like from the outside looking in, it was hard for me to understand. But then I started thinking, I'm like, okay. It's like, yes, technically we're family, you know, um, but there's no bonding. There's nothing rooted in her mind to let her know, hey, this is my so-and-so. So it's technically me walking through Target and I meet a stranger who thinks I'm attractive. And it's like, yes, we can say that we're family, but there was nothing, again, rooted in her from a young age, like that, that family bonding to let her know, this is my so-and-so, this is my father, this is my brother, this is my dad, this is my cousin, this is my uncle. 
And I had a, and I spoke about this on Instagram a couple, was it last week? And I had a black woman tell me that, hey, this happened to me, but I didn't know that there was a term for it. I met my cousin at a certain age and we had sexual feelings for each other. Now, she said we didn't act on it, but when I went through it, I felt weird. I felt ashamed and I did not know that there was a term for this. That's why I said, you know what? I feel like an, an episode is important, especially in black culture where a lot of family don't know each other. They meet as adults and things happen, feelings happen, but it's not talked about. And because it's so taboo, because it's not talked about, people think it's not happening, but it's happening. Oh, there, because you will wreak havoc on your whole family. It's, does this happen to, are you suggesting that this happens to most people that reunite with genetic? No. No. And we don't know why. And it's we, no. He's, a, he's asking, how often does this happen to reunited people? Oh, does it happen a lot? Should they anticipate it happening? Is it something that's just people are feeling quietly, not talking about it? Unfortunately, I, yeah. yeah. So and it's it's you should anticipate this happening. There's been one study that said fifty percent. Fifty percent. Up to fifty percent. So so yes. somebody like Dave, who who has joy in reuniting with his biological son should get help when it comes to bringing the rest of him, the son, together yes, with everybody yeah. else? They need support and they need to be able to talk about it. And who wants to talk and say, yeah, I'm feeling sexually attracted to my, my blood relative? Wow. Justin in Vermont, what do you got for us, Justin? Hey, Drew. Justin. Um, I feel kind of disgusted by this, mm -hmm. the whole incest thing. Um, I'm just curious if there's do you think it's any kind of mental disorder that causes people to do this? Well, it's a, it's a great question, and I think I'd even perhaps even reframe it by asking, so you had biological parents, right? I mean, I mean, uh, adoptive parents. I had my biological mother and, and my adopted. adopted father. Could you imagine me? having sexual feelings for Absolutely it? not. And so that's why, because you had a healthy relationship with him, yes. you knew this attraction you're having to your, this man that was known to be your biological father, but Correct. a stranger to you exactly. had some, some problem Yes. Some root cause that was yes. not good. Right. So should we call it a pathology or should we call it, what should we call it? But that's the we've problem. Been, we've no been trying one, No <laughs> one has of a touched name. this. You know, as a clinician myself, I went and I started researching it. And I couldn't find any information on it except one book and one forum. Was it ancient, like from the turn of the century kind no, of thing? Because some, sometimes you'll find stuff that people right. are more honest 100 years ago it, than yeah. now. No. It, what's happening is that the imprinting that we have in our family systems when we're growing up in the very primitive parts of our upbringing, we get an aversion against anyone who's in that surroundings. When you don't have that opportunity and you meet later in life, this is a possibility. You don't have, the, you don't have that taboo feeling that you should it, have. It, it, my head begins to spin when I think about it. <laughs> yeah. It, it, you really, it's, you, shocking. It, yeah, it, it's shocking. It's, it's more than shocking, though. It's a little mind-bending. First you get disgust, then you get kind of a dizzy feeling. Your, your training is what, Carly? What's your background? I'm an art therapist. I'm art, sure therapist. art therapist. So you have, you, have, you have particularly training in attachment and those sorts of yes. models, which is yes. really what we're messing with here, the brain's exactly. attachment yes. mechanisms, exactly. which can go off the rails. We're finding here. Linda in Colorado, you had a question for us or a comment? Hi, Dr. Drew. Hi, Linda. I had, I've never heard of GSA before, so I checked out their website. And it seems logical and reasonable. Uh, I was wondering what you thought about GSA. Well, I, I, logical and reasonable is one thing. There's nothing logical and reasonable about the experience that these women are having. That's the whole point. If they were logical and reasonable, they would uh, 
dismiss it and carry on. The problem is this is, is a part of the brain. I, I've done a lot of work in detachment, and that, that's how I get through to drug addicts because they all have those issues going on. And uh, this is a part of the brain that's beneath consciousness. It's sort of a motivational system. It's, a, it's probably its own system that operates from birth before we have things like consciousness and verbal recall and memory. And it's there in us. And evidently, and it makes sense to me that this would happen, that if the proper fittedness isn't there throughout life, your brain will still look for that fittedness. And when it finds it, it's really how we find romantic love, guys. It's how it's the fittedness of romantic love. The problem is this has gone off the rail because the fittedness, the fittedness actually finds the, the actual genetic fit of the biological father to be what they need, which was supposed to have been worked through Absolutely. when they were little girls exactly. and it never happened. And now, oh, my God, they're adults. And now you've got a husband. What do your husbands think about all this? Then i got to go to break. My husband was obviously very angry. Very upset. Yes, very thank you. Angry. Okay. But you know what? But you want to know what the difference was? He knew that I wasn't looking for another man. He knew I was looking for my father. And I. Like I said, man, <laughs> I want to clap it up for that clip. I know a lot of you guys probably rolled your eyes or, you know, went to your faces up in disgust. But I just wanted to have that conversation and just wanted to really shed some light on that. And for part two, I'm going to be back and I'm going to have one of my guests who's been on the, um, the regular podcast a lot. Y'all know the wine Mansfield. She's from New Orleans. She a lawyer. Like I said, man, I called that work last week and we had a probably about a, an hour conversation on that. And I was like, you know what? We got to come on the podcast. Like, let's talk about some more things in, in relation to that, because like I said, it's taboo and it happens. But because it's only talked about amongst white people, the, you know, incest, the trailer park people, like the stigmas that people push, but it happens. And like I said, when I spoke about it on Instagram last week and I had the black woman tell me, hey, I met my cousin at a later age and we were attracted to each other, but we didn't act on it. But we realized that it wasn't healthy. Like, let's clap it up because that's how you got to break those the feelings. Like when you have those feelings, you can't act on it. And in relation to the person who who met me at a later age and who was attracted to me, I respected the fact that, you know, she felt that for her to break those feelings, she had to pull away. And we haven't spoken about a year and a half. And again, I was trying to help her work through those feelings, but she felt so ashamed, so embarrassed by having those feelings that she pulled away and cut off all communication because she just felt ashamed or embarrassed. And I understand that because some people like when they start to have thoughts or they feel like, you know what, maybe her mind wasn't healthy in relation to what she was feeling. And just by even saying good morning or having any kind of communication, it probably was creating unhealthy thoughts in her head. And I can understand that. And that's why I said I wanted to have this conversation on genetic sexual attraction, at least for part one, and play that clip to let you guys in, to give you guys more insight on what it is, as opposed to just starting and having a conversation with Dewan and y'all don't really understand what it is or the notion or the stigmas behind it and also why it can happen. Because people just hear the word family. Oh, it's family. It's family. Yes, but family... It's more than just being blood related. I remember when I first moved to Georgia, I'm from New York City. I know that. Um, I told my mom, hey, I'm going to Georgia. 
And my mother and my grandma, you know, God rest my grandma's soul. And they told me, they said, hey, you have a lot of long lost family in Georgia. So before you start dating someone, make sure that they are not your family. And when they said it, I was laughing like, ha okay, yeah, whatever. But when I had the experience with a family member who was attracted to me, that's when I understood, okay, this is what they meant. This is what they meant. Because yes, technically someone is family, but if you don't know that they are, or even if you do and you don't have that family bond that has been rooted from birth, that these things can happen. And it's taboo and people don't talk about it. And I believe they should. And they should be able they should be able to talk about it and express themselves without feeling the shame or embarrassment that can often come with that because that leads to depression, guilt, shame, and unhealthy feelings, which may be redirected in other ways, man. So you guys stay tuned and stay locked into that. Brand new LCP. We're gonna be back later this week with part two. We I'm gonna have I'm gonna have my homegirl Dewan on. We're gonna have a conversation. We're gonna be open. We're gonna be blunt. It might be some jokes in between because I really wanna, you know, really shed some light on this conversation because in our community and black culture, where a lot of time motherfuckers just don't know each other, so they might meet when they're 30, 35 years old, and you and you folk who you never know. You may find out that your cousin is Chris Brown. And now you had a crush on Chris Brown your whole fucking life, not knowing that that's your cousin. That's what I mean when I say it's important for family to know each other from birth to prevent these things from happening. But I understand that in some cases that just it's just not possible. And that's when you have things like this that happen again. I'm not making excuses. I'm not vouching for it. I am simply trying to spread light. On genetic sexual attraction So that those out there who have gone through it Or are going through it now Can understand that Yes there's shame Yes there's guilt But sometimes you might need counseling You might need to express yourself Instead of holding it in So you guys stay tuned in Stay locked in I'll be back with part two of my homegirl Dewan, man. You guys out there who stay supporting the LCP podcast, I love you guys, man. Again, my cash app is dollar sign NYC story 718, or you can repost, reshare, spread the podcast on your favorite social media platforms. Y'all stay tuned in for part two. Brand new LCP.